In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Those two readings may seem odd to you. As Joe pointed out, one is from the procession of Jesus into Jerusalem, the other the very end of the Passion account in the Gospel according to St. Luke. They are readings associated with Passion Sunday and the palm processional entrance that is celebrated on that day. And we will celebrate that next Wednesday in chapel. And so I'm alerting you already to come to chapel early. There will be a daily announcement about this because we are going to start our procession down on Demon and process all the way up to the chapel, probably starting about quarter after nine. And so on next Wednesday, we will acclaim, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna to the son of David. It's really sort of an odd nature to that acclamation, is there not? A cry to the son of David, the messianic king of Israel, who would restore the Lord's rule and reign in Israel. But who are you, O Gentile, to cry out such an acclamation? Are you of Israel? Are you the, are you the son of David? Is he your king? Of course not. You are not, at least I don't think any of you are, of the house and lineage of David or of Abraham. You are not an Israelite. So what would even induce you to cry, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna to the son of David. It's not an insignificant question, because from Palm Sunday through Easter Sunday, you will do many things that acclaim this Jesus, this Jewish Messiah, as King and Lord. But you are a Gentile. Why would you acclaim the King of Israel as your Messiah? The last voice in Luke's passion gives us a clue to answering that question. Certainly this man was innocent, or certainly this man was righteous. The voice of the centurion, as Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, and breathed his last. Why does the centurion, a Gentile, acclaim that Jesus was righteous? Because of what he saw, that had taken place. And what had taken place? What makes Jesus righteous? 
Jesus dies without a hint of vengeance flowing from his lips, without a word of hatred spewing from his mouth, without a catena of curses thrown against God. One might say that he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. You may recall that there was a lawyer who wanted to justify himself and asked Jesus who the neighbor was whom God willed him to love. And Jesus told a parable to that lawyer that concluded in this way. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him. Whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers, Jesus asked of the lawyer. And he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. Hanging, suffering on the torturous cross of death, Jesus does likewise. He righteously fulfills the Lord his Father's will. As the Lord said through his prophet Micah, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly? with your God. So Jesus has mercy on those who crucified him and even on those outside of Israel, Gentiles, to whom the promise of mercy had not been given. In this way, Jesus is God's Son, the Messiah, the righteous Son of David. And a Gentile acclaimed him. You see, even the stones have cried out. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, his disciples cried while waving palms, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And the Pharisees asked Jesus to rebuke his disciples. But Jesus said, I tell you, if these were silent the very stones would cry out. And they have. A Gentile as obdurately hardened against the God of Israel as stones themselves cried out and acclaimed that Jesus was righteous. So you... Yes, even you, O Gentile stone, 
will acclaim him too. You will acclaim him as Messiah and King throughout the week that is called holy. From the moment you process waving your palms all the way to the two men in dazzling white, sitting in Jesus' open tomb. May you join in acclaiming him as Lord with words like this hymn of Byzantine Vespers. Passing from one divine feast to another, from palms and branches, let us now make haste, O faithful, to the solemn and saving celebration of Christ's passion. Let us behold him undergo voluntary suffering for our sake, and let us sing to him with thanksgiving, a fitting hymn, founder of tender mercy and haven of salvation. We acclaim you, O Lord. Glory to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>